Wisconsin Watch is pleased to present audio versions of our investigative reports. Wisconsin Watch is a nonpartisan and nonprofit news outlet that investigates government accountability and quality of life issues. Wisconsin Watch's John Mesha Beltran and Devin Blake of Milwaukee Neighborhood News Service produced in collaboration with The Appeal a report about the city of Milwaukee's effort to cancel the contract of Justice Point Incorporated, a nonprofit that has long provided alternatives to incarceration to residents who are unable to pay civil fines. Full-text reports of these investigations with visuals can be found at wisconsinwatch.org. If you enjoy our stories, please consider making a donation at wisconsinwatch.org forward slash donate. Justice Point offers incarceration alternatives in Milwaukee. Two judges tried to cancel its contract. Original reporting by John Mesha Beltran for Wisconsin Watch and Devin Blake for Milwaukee Neighborhood News Service. Narration provided by Wesley Letham. Four decades ago, a newspaper investigation described Milwaukee's municipal legal system as cash-registered justice. Thousands of impoverished residents with mental health or substance use issues languished in county jails due to unpaid civil violation fines, costing taxpayers hundreds of thousands of dollars. Responding to the outcry from the Milwaukee Journal's 1985 investigation, the city stopped automatically jailing residents who failed to pay civil fines and expanded its court alternatives program. As a result, Milwaukee sent people like Sue Eckert to court, where they could help low-income residents and those with mental health problems by offering alternatives to incarceration. Eckert has managed the alternatives program for decades, providing assessments, screenings, and referrals to treatments or community service for those facing civil violations, such as illegal parking or loitering. Since 2015, the program's vendor, currently Justice Point Incorporated, has served 705 people with mental health issues, 80% of whom resolved their cases without paying a fine, wrote Eckert, the organization's program director in an email to Wisconsin Watch, Milwaukee Neighborhood News Service, and The Appeal. The nonprofit says it's served 11,000 total clients during the last eight years. Although the organizations providing those services changed over time, the core staff, Eckert and her colleagues, stayed put. But in May, Eckert suffered a quote-unquote gut punch, when the city terminated her organization's contract before it expired in 2024. Officials provided little explanation as to why and did not line up another vendor to take over what many see as vital work to curb mass incarceration. Quote, I never saw that coming at all, Eckert said in an interview. In a last-ditch effort to seek answers, Justice Point sued the city on July 10th, a day before the city's cancellation took effect. 
a Milwaukee County Circuit Court judge quickly granted a temporary restraining order, allowing Justice Point's services to continue as the dispute unfolds in court. But the prospect of eliminating, and not replacing, Justice Point's services has stirred confusion and deep concerns among those serving some of Milwaukee's most vulnerable residents. At a time when numerous states and cities are taking steps to reduce pre-trial detention, advocates in Milwaukee say attempting to halt the city's court alternatives program is a step in reverse. Quote, It is shocking that Milwaukee Municipal Court would suddenly cancel the contract for such an invaluable program, wrote a coalition of 24 local organizations in May, after the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel first reported the city's plans. They added that the court had provided no information on what would happen to the hundreds of people Justice Point currently serves. One of Justice Point's clients is Quentin Walls, a 42-year-old father of six, who owed $100 for a civil violation. He has received services from the organization three times now, starting when he received parking tickets while living in his car. Over the years, the organization connected him to community service to pay off his fines and to resources that led him to secure housing. The coalition urged the mayor and the city's common council to save the program, but officials say neither has control over the contract. The council funds but does not oversee the program, allocating $487,000 for Justice Point services this year. Two municipal court judges, Phil Chavez and Valerie Hill, recommended terminating the contract before a third judge, Molly Gina, was elected in April, city officials said during a June Common Council subcommittee meeting. It would have been illegal and unenforceable if the council had directed the court to rescind the termination notice, Assistant City Attorney Catherine Block said at the subcommittee meeting. Alderman Jonathan Brostoff, who represents the city's east side, called the court's decision fishy and quote-unquote quite troubling. Brostoff and Alderman Michael Murphy, who represents Milwaukee's west side, later told Wisconsin Watch they were concerned about the court's lack of transparency. Court officials declined to answer questions from Wisconsin Watch, Milwaukee Neighborhood News Service, and The Appeal, citing the pending lawsuit. A spokesperson for Milwaukee Mayor Cavalier Johnson declined to comment for this story, but added that Johnson, quote, was not involved in any decision-making regarding the contract. Nick Sainer, Justice Point's co-founder and chief executive officer, said he's troubled by the lack of transparency from officials. Quote, the court's silence and the city's silence tells you that you should be concerned that there's something else going on here, Sainer said. Judges Chavez and Hill told Chief Court Administrator Sheldon Himley they, quote, lost faith in Justice Point over the long-standing practice of sharing citations with attorneys at Legal Action of Wisconsin, a nonprofit that provides free legal services to people with low incomes according to a May 15th email between Saner and Himley.
The city attorney's office has advised Justice Point to share citations during pilot phases of a program to help people with low incomes find legal representation, Sainer wrote to Himley. Quote, It is not clear to me how we were to know we should have ceased this activity prior to receiving your feedback, Sainer wrote. Quote, Once we were notified by your office to end this activity, we stopped providing that information immediately. Sainer also told Himley that Justice Point hadn't received broader feedback from the court for several years, but was open to it as long as the program's principles remained consistent. Legal action of Wisconsin attorneys were not aware of any past issues with sharing citations, said Susan Lund, an attorney with the nonprofit. Her firm receives identical copies of citations through police department open records requests and said she did not know why Justice Point's information sharing would be a problem. Legal Action of Wisconsin separately sued the municipal court in July, alleging the court failed to record hearings on judgments and case reopenings as required by state law. In a May 15th letter, the city's purchasing department informed Saner it was terminating Justice Point's contract, effective July 11th. Justice Point had not delivered unspecified, quote-unquote, possible solutions following a May 5th meeting, the letter said. Eckert, whose office sits on the second floor of the municipal court building, said she was mortified upon learning the news. Quote, Oh my God, what are clients going to do? She said she thought. The city terminated the contract under a convenience clause, rather than for cause, allowing it to be canceled for any reason, as long as the city gave Justice Point 10 days written notice. If it had terminated for cause, the city would have to give Justice Point 30 days to fix any alleged deficiencies. Quote, At no point was Justice Point informed that failure to respond with possible solutions would result in the termination of the contract, Saner and fellow co-founder Edward Gordon wrote to the purchasing division. Speaking at a June subcommittee meeting, Himley said the court planned to continue the court alternatives program without Justice Point. She did not clearly answer how that would happen without a new contractor. Quote, the judges have made some decisions on how to continue as best they can through referrals they may make, Himley said. James Gramling Jr., a retired municipal court judge, said in an interview it was unreasonable to expect judges to make such assessments from the bench, particularly in cases unfolding on Zoom. Quote, the judges seem to think they're going to be able to identify from the bench people that have addiction, mental health issues, and refer them to some agency. Good luck with that. It's not workable, Gramling said. As a judge, Gramling would assess the needs of defendants and then rely on one of Eckert's caseworkers to perform a full screening outside of the courtroom. Gramling d detailed in a letter to the Common Council. Defendants would often be directed to perform community service or receive counseling or treatment. Quote, Many thousands of people are processed without individual treatment by the court, Gramling wrote, quote, and many of those defendants are disadvantaged members within our community, the poor, those addicted to drugs and alcohol, those suffering from mental health issues. 
Nearly 60% of Justice Point participants participate in community service. The program's Alcohol and Substance Abuse Program serves more than 90% of participants, as do its mental health services according to the city's budget. Gina, the newest of the three municipal court judges, said terminating Justice Point's contract would make her job, quote, a lot harder. Speaking at the June meeting, the former legal action of Wisconsin managing attorney said she could order people to pay fines but can't address root causes that will send many people back to court. Quote, It was indicated that maybe the other judges have a plan. I don't, she said. In its lawsuit, Justice Point argues the city violated the Wisconsin Fair Dealership Law, which protects dealers, typically business owners, whose economic livelihood could be imperiled by grantors, who, through a contract, grants dealers the ability to sell or distribute goods or services. The law prohibits a grantor from terminating a relationship with a dealer without good cause, proper notice, and the ability to fix any issue at hand. Quote, The city seeks to terminate, abruptly, unilaterally, and without good cause, Justice Point's relationship with the city, the lawsuit argues. Quote, Worse yet, the city has not contracted with another vendor to provide these critical services to the people of Milwaukee. The circuit court granted Justice Point a temporary restraining order to maintain its contract as the case plays out. A hearing on that order is scheduled for October 5th. Eckert has collected countless stories of people her colleagues have helped over the decades. She recalled one man who bathed in a pond outside of the municipal court building and has racked up many citations while struggling with alcoholism. Eckert's team connected him to a treatment service and resolved his tickets. She said later she saw him with frostbite on his feet during the winter and gave him a pair of heavy socks. He later returned to thank the team. Quote, and I'll never forget that, Eckert said. Then there was Theodora Athens, whose photo appeared in the Milwaukee Journal's 1985 Justice Denied series that revealed how the court created quote-unquote debtors' prisons within the Milwaukee County's criminal justice system. Athens lived with schizophrenia, and the Milwaukee County Circuit Court found her to be, quote, a danger to herself. But Eckert said her team found Athens housing, and the woman later volunteered for the Alternatives program. Quote, Thank you for being so kind to me. Eckert recalled Athens later saying when Eckert visited her while she was sick in the hospital. Quote, the people we help, I don't think would get help anywhere else, Eckert said. Quote, and that's the part that bothers me. Original reporting for this story by Wisconsin Watch reporter John Mesha Beltran. Milwaukee Neighborhood News Service reporter Devin Blake. Narration provided by Wesley Letham and music by Claire DeRosa. If you enjoy our stories, please consider making a donation to support our journalism at wisconsinwatch.org forward slash donate and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. 